0: Hello again, Chris Lee, Blake Lovell, and Max Barr of Southeastern 14 are here to talk some hoops. We'll talk about Monday night's games. We'll lean into Tuesday night's games, tell you what to watch, give you a health update on some key guys. First of all, a reminder, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride the NBA and NHL hitting midseason season form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. BetOnline is your top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, and it's not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, Bet Online where the game starts. Well, we went through the seasons that were off and rolling. Blake, what else was off and rolling last night?
1: I assume you're referring to the must-bus, which has been off and rolling for a little while now after the win overdue because stayed on the road since then, um, keeping the, the full tank of gas and – continues to cruise right along when the ninety seven eighty three went over Furman. Um, you know, Furman typically a, a pretty good team, right? Under Bob you Now they played a something I was looking at before the They played a pretty brutal schedule at this point. Um, you know, they've played Liberty, who Liberty's good. They played Princeton on the road, which you know, Princeton's kind of the talk of the nation right now. And they're eight 0 um now they gotta play at Arkansas. Uh, they just played Belmont too. So yeah, it's kind of an interesting schedule at this point. And not surprised because Bob Ritchie always, I think, schedules pretty tough in terms of the games they play in the non conference. But this was a tough test against this Arkansas team, like we said, that had some momentum coming in with the win off of Duke. And by momentum, I mean moving up to number four in our power rankings for the week, um, which I know some people took issue with. But yeah, I mean, this was, you know, kind of that continued thing from Arkansas, right? It's you want to see them put back to back good performances together because they really haven't done that this season. Um, they may have won back-to-back games early in the season. Right. But even in some of those games where there's old dominion and some of the others, just like, eh, it didn't feel like, didn't feel like they played as well as they should have. But I thought there was a lot of good things you could take away from this. Um, you know, obviously getting Tremont Mark back is step one. I mean, in terms of just him being back on the floor after that injury. So I thought that was great to see, you know, play 26 minutes. So, Hey, you will you'll certainly take that again, given the, the type of injury he had and, just a scary deal. So, um, you know, beyond that battle with 25, we've said guys, I mean, it's offensively, you know, he's going to have to be someone that can carry them, uh, in a lot of scenarios, they have other guys, but, um, you know, they, they really need him to score. Right. And they, they need him to make threes. And he did that last night, four or seven from three. Um, but there's someone else and Max has kind of talked about him, you know, the minutes have been a little sporadic at times, but, Chandler Lawson has his best game in an Arkansas uniform. And I don't know if that was the key in this one.
2: Man, you took it right, you took the words <laughs> right out of mine. I was literally just going to say, last time we talked about Arkansas, I opened up my analysis with how about Chandler Lawson? Now I'm just going to do the same thing again. He just, and I, I almost sent the tweet last night. I didn't though, I was watching the game. I don't like to tweet too much during the game, but I was just going to say Arkansas just looks better with Lawson on the floor. It just looks so much like my, my analyst, you know, analytics brain is over here, but then I still have the, I just love watching college basketball brain. And my, I just love watching college basketball brain loves Chandler Lawson. The guy just looks good when he's out there. And the, the team defense is a little bit more athletic. I really like the defense when Lawson's out there. So yeah. He's really coming on strong. I think nothing against Makai Mitchell. I just think Lawson needs more minutes. I think he's earned them. Um, how about Devo Davis though? Yeah. Seven, ten, and eight with no turnovers. That's a vintage Devo Davis performance. It was it was good to see him really start to get his feet wet with the game and 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 kind of you know battle in Brazil, take all the shots. But but Davis really made an imprint on this game. I like to see that. I was talking a little bit before about the point guard minutes blocker continues to take over those minutes, 24 minutes to L. Ellis's 11. I think that, that you know, positional battle is pretty much over. I think Blocker's got it. Um, but man, Trevin Brazil goes down with an ankle. Oh yeah. man. That just killed me. Um, I tweeted about it this morning must said that it did swell up pretty good and it, it's a solid ankle sprain. He, he wasn't, he didn't mince words. It was, it's a solid sprain. I don't think we'll see him against Oklahoma. Yeah, nothing concrete on that yet. But just hey, good result. Ninety seven points. Battle with twenty, I think it was twenty points and three threes in five out of nine games now. So translated very well. Uh teams headed in the right direction for sure. Finally starting to look like a like an Arkansas team.
1: Yeah, I don't like to lead with the bad news, which is why I let Max send the, the, the Brazil news. I don't I don't like to uh, lead with that, but I mean, I don't know. Like you said, he, and it certainly you'd love to have him against Oklahoma. Um, good Oklahoma. Yeah, I say Oklahoma's good, and that would, yeah, it's not ideal if you don't have him because again, that is a that's a good team, and so. But hopefully, you know, again, it's you're avoiding anything long term because right. I mean, if you think about it, right? Like they play Oklahoma on Saturday, December the 9th, You know, their first SEC game. Although, hold on a second. They still got to play UNC Wilmington before they get to their first SEC game. So let's keep that in mind, too. UNC Wilmington, who is currently, you know, riding high against the SEC, uh, undefeated, as we speak, against the league. So wouldn't, you know, take that one away just yet. But so you got a little time there. I mean, I think they should be, you know, they got Lipscomb, uh, Lipscomb, Abilene, Christian, like these are not. So as I say, like Arkansas, they, they schedule pretty well. And this is one where. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't want to go too far into it just yet, but like I said, it's already pretty, pretty good sprain. Maybe hard to, to bounce back by Saturday, but hopefully, yeah. good to go after that. Two things here I think Arkansas's depth
0: is, is going to start to show a little bit. You, you mentioned the injury to Brazil, who they didn't have for most of last year, and I, I think we would all agree that his absence. Was a reason this team didn't hit the ceiling that I think we thought it could have because you don't just lose a guy like that, and and it doesn't leave a mark. But this year they've got Chandler Lawson. What they're seventh in the country in block rate, and Lawson's got a lot to do with that. I don't think. Maybe I've forgotten. I don't like they didn't have a guy like that after Brazil went down a year ago. I mean they had the Mitchell twins, but they weren't really the same type of players.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that's fair cuz I mean well the, yeah the, the the team was just set up differently, right? Where you had you know Ricky Council and Jordan Walsh and those guys, but they're not they're not the same type of player because like, it's just a different kind of what they brought to the table. Sure, those are guys who could rebound and do things like that, but as we said last year and we say going to this year, it's just Brazil is just a unique player. Like you know, that's why he's going to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft. Like he's just a unique player. And so yeah, and so we'll See what happens um i i stay optimistic on, on stuff like this because we did see him go down with a significant injury last year and like at the time we knew it was significant this it's an ankle he will be back yeah. it's just a matter of again um you know sure like we said it'd be ideal to have him back for saturday because that's a big game but if not um yeah he'll it, be ready to go soon now
0: the, the other point I wanted to make, and I know we've had this debate about do they have enough shooting, and, and shooting and scoring are, are sometimes two different things. When I think shooting, I think efficiency, and, and, yeah, there's some questions there, but they've got dudes who can take over games and score, and and I think the guy that I saw is the one maybe most likely to do that Caleb battle. He did that last night. He gives him, what, 25 points in 23 minutes. I remember seeing him at Temple a little bit last year. He could do the same thing. He could just kind of take over a game and become unstoppable at times. Max, I know you've been really high on him, too. Uh, That is another thing that I'm really watching with this team.
2: Well, just spacing does a lot for a team, and it can really open up other players as well, and that's one reason why I'm a little bit worried about how they're going to play without Brazil also because that spacing you get from your number four guy being able to stretch the floor like that opens up the floor a little bit, but – yeah, I mean, you'll see this Arkansas team sometimes when they run that lineup with blocker uh, Devo Davis and Tremont Mark at the one, two, three it is the spacing kind of clogs up a little bit. And then once battle gets in there, things just start popping again. Um, he really makes this offense tick. Uh, and I think it's starting to show with, with the volume that he is starting to get um, pretty much taking all of the all the tough shots for this team. I think he's only going to keep getting more volume.
1: Anything else on Arkansas, Blake? Well, I mean, listen, if it was up to our viewers. We talk about Arkansas for the next hour. But <laughs> we got a couple other things we got to get to, folks, before we can get back to the Hawks, which we will have, by the way, we will have a, a full preview of that Arkansas-Oklahoma game on Saturday. This is where I know people remember from last year. Once we get into December, you know, after football season kind of over, we get a little bit of a break before bowl season. This is where we start to kind of dive into individual game previews, rather than just kind of putting them all in the, the same video. So, we will have, uh, as of right now, the plan is to have a a separate sort of preview for Arkansas, Oklahoma, you know, Alabama, Purdue, all kind of the big kind of featured games. Uh, we're going to plan on doing that here moving forward through the rest of the, the non conference slate. So, the other game from last night,
0: Alabama defeats Arkansas State which is led by a former Alabama assistant from last year's staff by a score of 89 to 65. Alabama, the number two scoring offense in the country, according to Ken Palm's adjusted efficiency. Uh, We saw more of the same last night. This team does what it does. What, five guys in double-figure scoring. Uh, You know, Stevenson had a, a pretty good game last night. He was one of the headliners. I don't know really much to take away from this game other than Alabama continues to do what what Alabama has done well all year, Blake, and that is score and score with a lot of folks.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, what they had, five players between 11 and 13 points, good balance. We know, you know, they have a bunch of guys with, with high offensive potential. There's no question about it. Uh, but the better news perhaps for Alabama. They blew, They just blew out a team, which means the net's going to absolutely love you even more. So, I mean, they should have tried to win by 50, right? Because, you know, if you do that, you're sitting in good shape in the net. But of course, Alabama already leading the way in the SEC in the net. I think they were at 12 yesterday. If you guys think I'm going to check it today, um, you're out of your mind. But um, I'm not doing it. I just look at the first set of rankings and, I'll look at them come end of February. That's that's probably about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, like you said, it's it's sort of your typical Alabama performance. And it's funny at this point because, like, we can go through and be like, all right, Alabama scored 80-something again, but it's always how many points they give up. And it's like, all right, 65. That's good. That's that's a step in the right direction. Now, obviously, I know, you know, Brian Hodgson's trying to rebuild Arkansas State there, and, you know, they've got a ways to go. We understand that. But um, still, you know, again, any time you can see Alabama put together – consistent defensive possessions, which I thought they did, you know, in in a lot of areas last night, that's a good thing. And that at least helps them, you know, build some confidence on that side of the floor and knowing that, again, they're just going to be able to to score. And like I said, I mean, what, they had five guys between 11 and 13 points, but they had, was it seven guys between eight and 13 points really when you look at it, because Griffin had eight Cosby had nine. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, this was, Probably what you wanted to see from Alabama, you know, they led by, what, 30-something at one point. Um, Disappointing loss to Clemson, as we talked about last week, but you wanted to kind of get into a flow a little bit in this game, and I thought they did that because we all know what's next, and that is three straight games against Purdue, Creighton, and Arizona.
2: I'm glad you mentioned that, Blake, because I think that Nate Oates, I think they didn't cover this game. The spread was 25 and I think they easily could have. And I think Oates really took the, the, the gas off here in in preparation for these upcoming games. No one played over 27 minutes. It was he played his bench guys a lot. Uh, took Grant Nelson out early. Um, he said Nick Pringle is expected back for Purdue. Said he had a good practice the other day. So I think this was a real like. Okay, guys, you know, let's get a good win. But we got we got Purdue coming up here on a weekend. Let's get ready. Um, and I like that. I really do like that because I think a lot of people are going to be doubting Alabama. Oh, they can't defend Edie and all this. I think Boats is going to some some little feeling. I got a little tingly sense. Alabama might come ready for this Purdue. to get
1: that checked out, Max. Um, <laughs> by the way, I just want to just want to say something. I. All right, I know what I just said three minutes ago, but I, <clears throat> I'm sorry I lied. I am checking the net rankings. Um, oh, you stole
0: my thunder because I was going to spring that on you <laughs> and just watch you go ballistic. <laughs> well, listen,
1: I told you Alabama did not win by enough points. They only won by 24, so you know what that means. That means you've got to move down five spots in the net. And so, Alabama, I apologize. You are no longer the number one SEC team in the net. You are now the third SEC team in the net, Texas AM and Tennessee, Both moved up by virtue of not playing a game. Meanwhile, you won by 24, and you moved down five spots. Congratulations. Net rankings. Flawless. right now.
2: I
0: can't stand it. Now, to be fair, don't you think there's some other movement in what teams that Alabama has played have done? No, No, I don't think so. You don't think that at all? No
1: way. No chance. Please, get out of here with that. So if a team they beat looks
0: worse than, than we thought, by virtue of other results, you don't think that yeah. take. Nah. No. No. I don't think so. Max, just do that. Deal with here. that when, when, when this man makes up his point. mind. <laughs> what's that?
2: I said, does the net know that Alabama was up by 21 at half and, and stopped playing halfway through the second oh, the half? Net,
1: the net knows all. The net. the net knows everything. Give me a break. So, they had about also moved up one spot. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arkansas moved up 10 spots by the way. Arkansas is on the move from 117 to 107. So Okay, one point I still um, want to
2: highlight enough enough of this net talk. One one part I wanted to highlight of this Alabama game was was Mohammed Wag. Waggy, is it Waggy or Wag?
1: Waggy, Wag. isn't it?
2: Waggy, yeah. Four steals, three blocks. That's the best defensive performance in Alabama front court player has had all year. I know it was Arkansas State, but Waggy might be, I mean, having a good game before you're going to have to guard Zach Eady is a nice little confidence boost. I don't, it can't be bad. Um, but yeah, I'm just really, I'm really uh, interested to see how this front court fares out against uh, Purdue. Pringle coming back. Grant Nelson should be healthy. I'm excited.
0: Blake, um, since you love your net so much, do you know what the RPI where it would have Alabama?
1: Oh God, this is like asking. Yeah, the RPI or the NET. Is there a third choice, please? <laughs> where would the RPI have Alabama? Well, there's Ken Palm,
0: but you know, okay. where Alabama's thirteenth, by the way, but Alabama's thirtieth in the RPI. So, mm. if if we want to go by the the RPI, here's what you got that's of note. Purdue, the number one team in the country. Can you guys guess who's two, three, and five? Like, if you get um, this, I'll be stunned.
1: Princeton's one, one of them.
0: They've got to okay, be. Okay, Princeton is one. That and that was that was semi easy. Was it? <laughs> I think so. I mean they're unbeaten. They're getting a lot of publicity, so they're sort of on people's minds. But does, does this, the RPI go by RPI? publicity?
1: Does is the RPI like the paparazzi? Do they just track publicity okay. and tweets and social media? Is that what the RPI does these days?
0: All right, strike that record. That comment from the record, please, <laughs> your honor. Still, I think I will make my point here. All well, right, who has so two and three in the RPI right now? James right. Madison. Nope. BYU. No, uh, and I'll tell you where these teams are. BYU is –
1: Colorado State.
0: BYU. Colorado State is two. Mm, I forgot about that one. The, the other one is, is maybe not too hard. I could give you a hint, but it might give it away. Baylor. No, by the way, BYU is 41 in the net. Tennessee is 38. Mm. I'll tell you where the SEC team – not in the net, in the RPI. The, the number three team is Northwestern, which just beat Purdue, of course. Um, So, if you're going by RPI, Mm. here's your top ten. Purdue, Colorado State, Northwestern, FAU, Princeton, Clemson, Texas A&M, Gonzaga, Marquette, Bradley. Other teams of note, Kansas 12, South Carolina 14, Portland State 20. What? Uh, Ole Miss 22.
1: That checks out. Uh,
0: Mississippi State 29, Alabama 30, Tennessee 38.
2: That's terrible. Uh,
0: see, look, I, I get some of the criticisms for the net, but it's better than what we had in the RPI. Oh, your, your top teams in the RPI, in the net right now, excuse me, good grief. In this order Houston, BYU, Arizona, Purdue, Creighton, Baylor, Colorado State, Marquette, Princeton, and UConn. Those are good teams. Hmm. We, we can take issue with the net. I just think it does a better job of sizing up the good teams than RPI does. I'd agree.
1: Yeah, you guys can take your agreements and do whatever you want with them. Um, no, I look. I love. I love picking on the net. I love picking on the net this early, especially like yeah. so we're one month into the season. But the net does not matter right now. I'm sorry. They can so try to sell us anything. Like January. Yeah. So,
0: are we ready to look ahead? Yes. I will give you the games in order of tip off 630 Eastern George Mason travels to Tennessee a game the Vols should win pretty handily Uh, but my goodness we know what happens we make that assumption these days uh but I think Max you have a little bit of an injury update on the Vols here
2: yes I do um Toby Iwaka is 100% good to go full going practice this week 100% um same thing with Dalton Connect He's a, he was a full goal in practice, but is listed as a game-time decision. Would be pretty surprised if he doesn't go. And then also Rick Barnes said DeLeon is good. DeLeon's good to go. Said he could see minutes. Um, so all of those injury concerns we had with Tennessee, I'm not sure about, you know, if they're going to be on, you know, a minutes restriction or whatnot. But the balls do seem to be getting healthy. They should have the Calvary back.
1: George Mason, 7-1 and one on the season. Um Oh, and for everyone I know, everyone's curious. They are sixty-two in the net. Um, yeah, I mean, this should be interesting. I, I, you say they should win handily. I think they should, but like, I don't know. This is this is one that could be interesting. I mean, kind of a slower pace team and Low. play some. And we'll see. Tennessee wins, but yeah. Tennessee's a fifteen-point
0: favorite according to Ken Palm. Anything else on this one before we go next?
2: If you're going to watch this one, expect a very slow game. George Mason plays one of the slowest tempos in the nation. It's going to be very slow.
0: All right, Max, this is your, your rookie pledging period. We'll see how you handle it. Uh, do, do we have a scouting report on Merrimack, which is Florida's opponent tonight? That game will be on the SEC Network Plus, as will Tennessee George Mason 7 Eastern.
2: Yeah, Merrimack Northeast School, um, this is the second top 100 team they've played. They also played Ohio State and got throttled by 24. Um, But that's a decent Ohio State team, as we've come to see now. Um, And Merrimack seems to be improving. Uh, They just beat uh, UMass Lowell, so they got a little bit of momentum. Spreads 21, though, um, so I don't think Florida should should have much trouble. But Merrimack is a good coach team. They do, they do have a nice program up there, and they're usually top of the conference. Uh, so they're not going to be scared of Florida, I will say that. But Florida should be able to bounce back here. Micah Hanlokton is questionable, um, so not sure if we'll see him tonight.
1: Um, I have nothing to add.
0: Nice. All right, next next up. George, Georgia. Give,
1: give me the Gators. Give me the Gators. We'll
0: take the Gators. We'll take the Vols, too. Georgia Tech and Georgia. Now, this is a much more interesting game than I would have thought a week ago. I remember Max and I just trashed Georgia Tech last week. <laughs> gave the Yellow Jackets zero chance to beat Mississippi State, and then what happened? Georgia Tech has started winning games. You can see this one 730 Eastern on the SEC network.
1: Blake, I'll start here. What have you got on this one? This is must-see TV if you're talking about basketball games in the SEC for the night. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Georgia Tech's won two games in a row, and two good wins over Mississippi State and Duke. And now you got Georgia. Like we said, Georgia's five and three. They played probably one of the toughest schedules of anybody in the SEC to this point. Um, you know, just based on how many Power Conference teams they played so far. And you know, add this one to the mix that, so like you said, looks a lot more interesting now. I mean, think about it. Coming into the season, we'd have looked at Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Clemson, South Carolina, and said, "Boy, those are football games." But, but now like these are two pretty significant games for, you know, all parties. So, um, yeah. So I I think this is one that that could be a lot of fun. This would be huge for Georgia. I mean, again, to beat a team that just beat Duke and beat Mississippi state. And like we said, Georgia's kind of a team that the rest of their non-conference schedule, they're not going to get any kind of boost from that. Um, you know, they're only going to, it's only going to hurt them if they lose. And so, yeah like this is a a big one knowing that you know you've got five straight home games here before you start sec play at missouri and so uh, this is a a big game for the dogs and um i'm I'm just curious to see if they can kind of put it together because we know they've started to put some things together and obviously i feel like rebounding is always something we talk about with this team going back to game one but um i'm i'm excited for this one i think this should be interesting
2: from a betting standpoint, this line opened at five and a half and, and moved down a point to four and a half. I, all signs are pointing to this thing being a close game. Um, and I think a big reason why is just the way Georgia Tech defense has been set up this year with uh, freshman Bay and Dogo. He's really coming on strong. He's third in the ACC in block percentage. Um, and that's been that's been having a big factor in their defense. They, they protect the rim really well. Um. So George is going to have to make some shots. They're going to have to. They're going to have to get to the free throw line um, because it's going to be tough around the rim. Uh, this Georgia Tech team knows how to defend. So yeah, I'm really excited for this one. I'll be watching the whole game for sure.
0: Last one up, Mount Saint Mary's visits Ole Miss. That's unbeaten Ole Miss, which has started to play much better ball lately. It has gotten as it's gotten healthier. I'll uh, leave this to our resident spokesperson for the old Miss Rebels and Chris Beard, Max Bard, to lead us off here.
2: I love, I love that. I love that. Thank you, Chris. Now, um, yeah, jokes aside, Mount Saint Mary's—the record is not—they're they're a little bit better than their record. They haven't really played uh, anyone that well. They they lost to Maryland, pretty pretty, you know, fifteen points. Um, but they do have two overtime losses. Uh, so, you know, ball bounces the different way in those games They, you know, their record might look a little bit better, but, uh, Ole Miss should have, should have no trouble. CSA should play some more minutes and just, they should just keep improving. But, uh, yeah, Mount St. Mary's, they're not awful. Okay. They, they did have a few close OT losses. That's making the record look a little bit worse than it is.
1: Well, they're 292 in the net for those of you out there curious, um, yeah we like to keep track of that here at Southeastern 14. Um, yeah, Ole Miss. I mean, look, the thing is, is Ole Miss should take care of business, but when you really look at it, it's like pretty much every game Ole Miss has played this year has been close towards the Don't end make it of it, close. For NC State. Um, I think every other game they've won has been by 11 points or less and or fewer, excuse me, to the g- grammatical error there. Um Detroit Mercy, they beat by one. Sam Houston State by three. Temple by three. Memphis by three. So, like, I feel like it's it it may be close no matter what. Um, But, yeah, Ole Miss should should get the win here. And, um, yeah, I mean, what do we say, right? Like, we we haven't already said in the power rankings and all that about Ole Miss. They just keep winning games. And other SEC teams have dropped games they shouldn't. Ole Miss doesn't want this to be the first one. So, uh, yeah, Rebels should take care of business. You notice how our man got in his shot at the net on that one. <clears throat> oh, actually, I apologize. I didn't. I didn't mean to do that. Actually, I, you know what? I did. I, I made a mistake on my part. I also didn't include Ole Miss's net ranking, which is ninety-four at the moment. They are ninety-four in the net, just so everyone knows. This could be a huge game changer for the net for Ole Miss. So, you know, either win by fifty or lose, and you can move up twenty-five spots or down eighty spots. Is my guess. So, no comment. <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: this has been fun. Any, any parting thoughts, gentlemen, when I start with Max?
2: Just, folks, watch that Georgia game. Watch that Georgia game, please, because they're not usually on prime time. It's a 7.30 game on SEC Network. It's going to be a good one. Please watch that Georgia game.
1: Yep, the Georgia Bulldogs, 148 in the Nets. Um, they have got a big game on their hands in this one. So a big opportunity. From Mike White's team. And yeah, this is the the game of the night against the 142 net ranks Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. So give them a watch. All right. This is Pin. Been- By the way, the NCAA is not paying me to push the net because, you know, NCAA has <laughs> no. already put all their money in on Alabama over Florida State and the college football playoff ranking. So they don't have any money left to pay me to advertise. Oh, man. So. Ooh, where did that come from? <laughs> Well, isn't I'm, that you haven't been on Twitter? You haven't been on social media. Like that's the that's the word. I've avoided a lot of times. That, that's the word is you know. But sorry, too soon. I apologize. That I'll was edit that out, Max. I apologize. Uh, I'm, no, I'm, leave, not, leave it, it in. Leave it in. Here, I'm here for NCAA is not paying me to 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 promote the net rankings. Which, by the way, in case you were not aware of the net rankings, number one in the net as of today is the Houston Cougars, followed by. Is BYU the Cougars as well? I read well? it. Yeah, I read. I read the top ten earlier. So we've got two Cougars in the top two right now, in the net. So the net, I have, ab- I seem to believe, is biased towards the Cougars. Clearly, I think it is. If they're one two right now, so
2: that's the only logical takeaway we can. can I agree.
1: I agree. It's the only logical explanation. Like, there's no other logic that can be applied. So. All right, we're here
0: with all this keen and valuable analysis most every day. Best way to find us, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. Of course, we cover football, baseball, and basketball in depth. For Max Barr and Blake Lovell, I'm Chris Lee. This has been SEC Basketball Talk presented by BetOnline.